Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Welcome to Snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast to find behind-the-scenes content. If you enjoy our show, please write a review on the podcast's app. Also, share us with a friend. Snoozecast is intended to be listened to one episode at a time, rather than through continuous play. The episodes get softer as they get to the end, and we don't want you to be woken back up. Most podcast players have a sleep timer function you can use. If that doesn't suit you, feel free to listen directly through our website, snoozecast.com, where it will only play one episode at a time. If you would like to get an email once a week, subscribe to the snooze letter at snoozecast.com. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, including our newest patron, Kara, and also by Sugar Plums. Tonight, we'll read a short story by Charles Dickens called The Christmas Tree from 1850. It was only 10 years earlier, in 1840, that Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, introduced the German concept of a Christmas tree to England. Before then, Nobody in England had placed a Christmas tree in their home. Just as Dickens's A Christmas Carol isn't actually a song, A Christmas Tree is barely a story, and the tree is merely a launching off point for a series of dreamy impressions from the author's mind. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. 
I have been looking on this evening at a merry company of children assembled around that pretty German toy, a Christmas tree. The tree was planted in the middle of a great round table and towered high above their heads. It was brilliantly lighted by a multitude of little tapers and everywhere sparkled and glittered with bright objects. There were rosy-cheeked dolls hiding behind the green leaves, and there were real watches with movable hands at least and an endless capacity of being wound up, dangling from innumerable twigs. There were French polished tables, chairs, bedsteads, wardrobes, eight-day clocks, and various other articles of domestic furniture, wonderfully made in tin at Wolverhampton. Perched among the boughs, as if in preparation for some fairy housekeeping, there were jolly, broad-faced little men, much more agreeable in appearance than many real men. And no wonder, for their heads took off and showed them to be full of sugar plums. There were fiddles and drums. There were tambourines, books, work boxes, paint boxes, sweet meat boxes, and all kinds of boxes. There were trinkets for the elder girls, far brighter than any grown-up gold and jewels. There were teetotums, humming tops, needle cases, pen wipers, smelling bottles, conversation cards, bouquet holders, real fruit made artificially dazzling with gold leaf, imitation apples, pears, and walnuts, crammed with surprises. In short, as a pretty child before me delightedly whispered to another pretty child, her bosom friend, there was everything and more. This motley collection of odd objects, clustering on the tree like magic fruit, and flashing back the bright looks directed towards it from every side. Some of the diamond eyes admiring it were hardly on a level with the table and a few were languishing in timid wonder on the bosoms of pretty mothers, aunts, and nurses, made a lively realization of the fancies of childhood, and set me thinking how all the trees that grow and all the things that come into existence on the earth have their wild adornments of that well-remembered time. Being now at home again and alone, the only person in the house awake, my thoughts are drawn back by a fascination which I do not care to resist to my own childhood.